0: Hello everyone, this is the Connected Family Podcast, episode number six. This podcast is produced by Connections Family Counseling, LLC, a group counseling practice located in Quincy, Illinois. Connections Family Counseling, LLC helps build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. My name is Mark Vanderlei, and I'm your host. Today's episode is all about boredom. That's right, folks. Today we are talking about boredom. Hopefully this isn't the most boring podcast you've ever listened to in your life, but it is a really important topic, particularly when we're talking about adolescents and middle elementary age children. I'm sure there are many of you out there, um, I know I am one of them, who have heard your children say, Dad, I'm bored. And I know for myself, that phrase, and for parents that I talk to, that phrase is one of the most bothersome phrases uh, that a parent could ever hear from themselves. It really evokes a sense, for many parents, of entitlement, laziness, ungratefulness, and maybe even there creates these fears in a parent's mind of oh my goodness, all my child can do is complain about how bored they are. The only thing they want to do is watch TV or watch movies or play video games. What is going to happen to their life? They're never going to launch. They're never going to be able to uh, find a career. All these fears start flooding back. I know at least that's what happens to me. So that phrase can be pretty bothersome sometimes for us as parents. I know for myself when I hear my children say that or even when I get the sense they might not even say it, but I get the sense that um, they're not quite satisfied with what's going on in our home, you know. We've had a couple of snow days here in our town recently. And so snow days can be one of the most difficult things. Um, We don't necessarily let them play a whole lot more video games or watch a whole lot more TV on those days. And so there's not so much to do. It's a little bit cold to go outside sometimes. And so sometimes they're just kind of laying around the house, not doing a whole lot. And I really get this sense of they're bored. And I also then start to feel in myself this pressure that I have to entertain them. I feel like, oh, I need to find something for them to do. I need to uh, engage with them in in a game in some way and help them to have fun. And so that pressure, I think, comes sometimes from a place of, I want to keep the peace. I want to keep them from bothering one another. I want everything to be okay. And so that pressure, if you experience that as well, I think drives parents sometimes to try to entertain our kids and to really try to keep that idea of boredom away from them. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today from a different perspective, because I recently read a book uh, by Richard Winter called Still Bored and a Culture of Entertainment. And Winter argues that boredom might actually be a good thing, as I'm sure you've read articles about the importance of boredom and how it can increase, inner, increase creativity and help people to be more reflective and introspective and learn things about themselves and have more of an idea of what's happening inside of them, um, which I agree with. Uh, but Winter also argues, that the, uh, argues for some different reasons and a slightly different perspective on the idea of boredom. And so there's a wonderful quote from the book that really was the inspiration for this episode of the podcast. Um, and it says this. Is it possible that the increase in boredom in recent years is due in part not to under stimulation, but to just the opposite overstimulation? So the argument that winter makes is not that boredom is a problem of oh, there's not enough to do. we're not stimulating our kids enough. they need more activities, they need more entertainment. He is arguing that actually the problem with boredom and the why, And the reason why our children are bored on a snow day is because there's overstimulation in their life and they're used to having this constant stimulation, this constant sense of being entertained and that need or that regularity of being entertained every moment of the day, every moment of their life makes those more mundane and normal moments seem boring to them and actually that it's sort of a problem of the culture as opposed to a problem of having not enough stimulation. I found that to be a really, really challenging perspective, one that sort of shifted my view on boredom. And so I'm going to move forward and discuss that a little bit more today. So Richard Winter proposes that he sees two different types of boredom. He says there's a temporary boredom and a pervasive boredom. And he you know, describes that temporary boredom as that boredom that occurs when you're kind of doing a mundane task. You're in the midst of something that just doesn't have a whole lot of excitement to it. So that might be washing the dishes, vacuuming one's room, picking up one's room, completing some homework, any one of those tasks that we have have to complete throughout our day or throughout our week that don't have a whole lot of excitement to them. So, you know, that's a little bit of like, okay, yeah, one might be normally bored in a situation like that. And then there's what he calls a more pervasive sense of boredom. And that is a more, um, sort of broad feeling of boredom that goes on throughout one's, one's, uh, experience of the day. And I'm going to sort of Describe it a little bit more specifically. It's a sense that no matter what is happening, there is just nothing in life to enjoy. When I think about that, a more per- pervasive sense of boredom, it actually makes me a little bit sad because I'm thinking, man, how sad if even myself or my children or other, other people go throughout life and have a sense of life that, huh, there's just nothing to enjoy um, the word anhedonia comes to mind, and I actually had to ask Siri to make sure that I had the right definition, but anhedonia means the inability to feel pleasure, and that's what I think of when I think of this pervasive sense of boredom, that like no matter what is sitting in front of me, no matter how exciting the event or the activity is that's occurring in my life, there's just no ability to feel pleasure, and so... Winter really talks about some ways to combat this sense of anhedonia, inability to feel pleasure, or this pervasive sense of boredom. And really it talks about cultivating a sense of wonder as a way to do that, really seeing the excitement and the uniqueness of each individual situation that could allow for one to fight against that sense of boredom. So first, Winter suggests to remember the big picture, recall that even the most mundane tasks doing the dishes mowing the lawn are wonderful gifts not everyone has the opportunity to participate in mowing the lawn uh completing the dishes doing homework going to school is a a wonderful privilege and not only that these tasks create a wonderful feeling of accomplishment, capability, and resourcefulness. That's what I think about, you know, for instance, mowing the lawn. I can remember being a young child and watching my dad mow the lawn, and we only had a push mower, and it didn't have like the self-propelled version. And I can remember when I was younger, not big enough to push it on myself, I would want to help him. So there was a there were kind of two bars on the mower that we had. He would be holding onto to the higher bar, and I would hold on to the lower bar, and we together would mow our lawn. And I just loved doing that with him. I had such a strong desire to participate in that activity. It was incredibly exciting for me to get to do it. And I think part of it was the sense of accomplishment and capability that it created in me to be able to to be allowed to participate in that. And so I think those mundane tasks, we can create in our children excitement for those tasks, particularly when they're younger, when we allow them to do them in a way that, um, create, that they have control over it, that creates that sense of, whoa, I can do this. I'm capable. For my children recently, it has been mowing the lawn. Um, we have a pretty good-sized yard, and we have a riding lawnmower, and so as they um, get to be a certain age and height and weight, because there's some requirements for the mower, we allow them to have the opportunity to do that. And it's exciting because, ooh, hey, I get to drive this mower, that's a fun part of it, and there's that sense of capability, and I'm maturing, I'm I'm growing, my parents trust me to do this. When they were younger, it had to do with emptying the dishwasher, Um, and they got really excited about it at times because it gave them that sense of accomplishment. Now, in my experience, as they get a little bit older into the teenage years, it's harder to do that with chores around the house because they kind of become mundane tasks, even when they're teenagers. But I think there are ways to do that for our teenagers. You know, maybe it's getting a job that they have where they could participate in a job and that thing, even if it's a mundane task becomes pretty exciting for them because again, it creates that sense of I'm capable and I can accomplish things. So remember the big picture. Second, stop and smell the roses. This is the encouragement that winter gives us, just to realize the wonderful aspects and the wonderful u- uniqueness in every experience that we have and every thing that we encounter. Um, the incredible beauty of the flowers in our yard, the baby birds in our trees, the stars in the sky. Taking the time to notice those things. I think in our culture, when we are, you know, have this constant stimulation of the most exciting movie that we could see, the best music that we could participate in, the best screen on our phone, we forget that just looking up in the sky and looking at the moon, the stars, can really create a sense of beauty and wonder. And even looking at the tiny little details of a bumblebee or a ladybug can create a wonderful sense of how creation is so intricately made and woven together. So stopping to smell the roses. I remember when my children were younger again, we were living in Branson, Missouri, which is kind of a wonderful outdoor um, community. And so we lived in a little housing development outside town a little bit, and we'd go on walks almost every single day. And my oldest son was maybe two or three at the time. And I have wonderful memories of walking along the road, just a normal road, but there would be sort of ditches along the side of the road with grass and rocks and bugs and every every time we'd be walking along there was just a great wonder that he had and all these different creatures and things that we could discover as we were walking along and at that stage you know with our children we were able to take the time to really enjoy those things with him he would bend over and i can even see him sort of squatting down in his diaper and um we would squat down next to him and share with him in the wonder of creation and the excitement that he had for that. And I think that's a great way and a wonderful opportunity to share that excitement and just demonstrate and teach how it is that we can be, um, intrigued by the beauty of creation and the small things around us. Winter then also challenges us to cultivate wonder, which is really quite similar, um, To this idea of smelling the roses but he quotes Rene Descartes and says that wonder is an intense intellectual interest and so I kind of equate this to how do we take an intense intellectual interest in the people around us it's so tempting in social media times to just you know see people at the surface by the photos that they share on their social media or only interact with people in in real life Um, in real cursory sort of surface level ways. But part of cultivating wonder and sort of fighting against the boredom of life can can be to see every single individual as a wonderful opportunity to seek to understand what's happening on the inside of them. What is the unique particular personality of this person? How do I help them to open up and share with me the uniqueness of them? The inner world of people can never be fully contained in a book or a web page. And so relationships offer an inexhaustible mine for our curiosity. We can just, you know, be curious about one's perspective on different topics such as religion, politics, um, art, music. And rather than arguing against, you know, one's particular stance in religion and politics, we can seek to understand and spend all sorts of time wondering in the fact that they can have a totally different view of things than me, and yet um, be really good people and really interesting people, I think that's the wonder um, of this world. And so then, the last pointer that Winter gives regarding combating boredom is to be act, is to pursue active engagement rather than passive expectation. He argues that in our culture of entertainment. We've turned into passive consumers. We sit back and wait to be entertained. And anything that requires effort is just kind of passed over for something less challenging. And so he challenges us to be active. um, Take that activity and create a sense of purpose in our lives. This is a challenging one. um, Because, you know, sometimes the things that we have in our life can be quite difficult to pursue and in our culture where really comfort seems to be placed as the highest pursuit those things that difficult that are difficult sometimes get pushed off to the side so I view things as like um, reading as important I view um, things as drawing art those things that take a little bit more effort as uh, wonderful ways to cultivate that sense of engagement rather than passive expectation. Again, it really gives a deeper purpose and passion and leaves little room for boredom. So ultimately, Winter argues that boredom is a mindset and it's a perspective that develops in culture that values constant entertainment, excitement, and leisure. The unfortunate part is that life cannot be a constant uh, entertainment. There are... in incredibly long stints of mundane, normal, everyday tasks that must be accomplished in order to get through life and in order to, you know, make a family run in a way that we want it to run and need it to run, really, in order to survive. And so cultivating some of these boredom busters can help us to be able to get through those moments that are less than exciting, and just realizing that, hey, this is a part of everyday life. So remember the big picture. Stop and smell the roses, cultivate wonder, and actively engage rather than wait passively to be entertained. Thank you for listening to the Connected Family Podcast. We're dedicated to helping you build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. If you'd like to continue the conversation all about boredom, please join our Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash the Connected Family Podcast. This group consists of additional resources, discussion regarding episode topics, and support for building a connected family. You can also follow us on Instagram at Connections Family Counseling or find us on our website at ConnectionsQuincy.com.